Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos. Or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot. I put that on everything. Craig, it's almost Cougar Football Saturday. Hola. Hola, buddy, muchacho. Is that what I should call you right now? Amigo. Amigo. What's the difference? Okay, so. I have no idea. What's the difference between muchacho and amigo? Uh, I know amigo is friend. No sé. No sé. Right. See, I don't know either. No sé. That's all right. Somebody's going to listen to this podcast and be like. Idiotas. Idiotos. Idiotos. Uh, Do Do you hear that a lot when you're in Mexico? Uh, no, uh, so, um, so, you know, we're in Playa del Carmen and you want, there's a, a famous, uh, shopping street, just like a two blocks from our hotel and it's fifth Avenue and there's a lot of hawkers. And so when I was walking with, um, B and Amanda, they would just, you know, come try tequila, blah, blah, blah. Maybe throw in a cannabis once in a while. But uh-huh. when I just, I, I walked down earlier by myself because I was just going to go buy some, buy a hat at a, a store that I had seen earlier. And then it turned to, uh, you want blow, you want hookers. <laughs> so, <laughs> so very different. Uh, no, no, uh, no idioto, idioto. That, that was, that was fine. But yeah, so, That's so yeah, but, uh, this is podcast versus everyone. I am Craig Powers broadcasting live from. Playa del Carmen in Mexico on the balcony of my hotel room looking at the ocean. So that's pretty cool. How about you, that Jeff? That is cool. That, that view is much better than mine. Yeah, and with sure. me is Jeff Neusser, who... Hola. A, hola. I know Zane said to record <laughs> the entire podcast in Spanish, but that would have been... No. Brutal. Um, I know the only, but the only things I remember, obviously, from my two years of high school Spanish, which was like 25 years ago. That's that's roughly my experience as well. Yeah, yeah, um, is how to order a beer and how to ask where the bathroom is. That's that's about it. So one more tangent. You have had Mex- many cervezas. So I yeah, one more tangent before we get into this is the Oregon preview. Yes. Um, one more tangent. So. Um, we actually, we have the baby with us, of course, she goes to bed early, so we have to go down to the bar and get drinks, bring them back up, keep going. So I have learned I can carry four drinks at a time. <laughs> um, so our order, right. our order has been, uh, two cervezas and two tequila and sodas. There so I, I did this last night. Um, and then I also went downstairs and watched the Sounders and made a friend and was out pretty late, but whatever. Um, and then tonight... I go down and, and the bartender, same bartender, knows my order already. And then by the second time I went down there, he just looks at me, holds up four fingers, and I nod, and that's it. So, <laughs> yes, I've been drinking a lot. I've been drinking all day. I had a mimosa with breakfast, and it hasn't stopped since then. Um, you can pour your, own, pour your own mimosas at breakfast. It's a buffet, and they just have a mimosa station. And <laughs> that so, sounds awesome. This is the least prepared I'll be for this preview podcast, but here we go. Oregon, But it'll man. probably be the most entertaining. <laughs> I hope so. You're just going to be like, it's going to be time to like spout some numbers. You're going to just be like, whatever. They're, they're fucking good. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Oregon ducks. All right. So <laughs> wait, wait, one last thing. How many cervezas? Oh, uh, can you say the number in Spanish? Uh, Cervezas or bebidas alcohólicas in total? Yeah, sure. 
The last one. Um, oh, man. It's in the teens today, for <laughs> sure. But it's been all day. All day. All day. So, all I mean, day. I haven't gotten like drunk. I've just carried a nice buzz throughout the day. See, that's the best way. Yeah. That all-inclusive. All in- so, th- I'm at an all-inclusive resort, and this is an all-inclusive preview of the mm. Oregon Ducks. That's um, a segue. That is professional yep. podcasting. So, we'll start, as we always do, with the opposing offense, led by Mr. All-American, Mr. Greatest Quarterback of All Time, we've heard for the last three years. Yeah. Ju- Justin Herbert. Yeah. Who... Mm annoyingly skipped a draft last year. Yeah. Um, has started this season on fire, 21 touchdowns, one pick. Um, but honestly, they're not using him the way you would think. Nope. Um, even though we've heard all about his arm talent, they're not doing downfield throws, which we've, we saw against the Cougs last year. He does not do well. Um, they're relying on explosives. They don't get that many explosives, um, but they're very good. Their passing game is very good. I'll say that right off the bat. Like it's very good. Like they, I think they're ninth ninth in um, passing success rate. Well, that may be right. Uh, I'm sorry, 18th. But they're ninth in passing yards per play. Um, so they they do have a very good passing game. Um, so he is being very efficient. Um, he's a, I mean, he's a good quarterback, but maybe yep. not the, maybe not the quarterback that everyone has said he is. Um, but he, that he has led a very efficient passing offense and to the point where Oregon is very much a passing dominant offense now, where in the past they were a rushing dominant offense, but they, this year they are uh, much more leaning on the pass. And I think a lot of that is, um, short passes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so they are very good passing the ball. Uh, sorry, it's their one thing they were ninth in and we'll get into this. Um, they are ninth in red zone drive rate. They get into the red zone on 42% of their drives, which is very good. (laughs) That is really good. Yeah. But yeah, Jeff. So what are your, what are your thoughts on the Oregon offense? Yeah, I mean it's it's really good. Um, they definitely it, it's interesting, you know, for for a, a team that everyone sort of assumes is, uh, you know, led by this this really good quarterback, and he and he is good. Um, but he definitely, like a lot of college quarterbacks, you know, he has some has some holes. And the big one is um, two things. One is you know he just he doesn't throw a great deep ball, and then the the other thing is that you know he can get a little wonky with his accuracy at times, and he can go right. through spells uh, where he just misses guys. Right. Uh, we saw that last year with right. us. Um, right. You know, I watched the UW game. There was some of that when when they played UW last weekend. Um, didn't take many shots down the field, but but definitely had some moments where he was you know missing guys who were otherwise open and just kind of you know throwing it in you know weird spots. So um, the most interesting thing is that they are definitely not uh, the Chip Kelly type. Oregon Ducks that they have been. Nope. Um, just especially on offense. Um, you know, Mario Cristobal is a very, very different kind of coach, you know, former offensive lineman. So he's got that sort of smash mouth, uh, you know, feel to what he wants to do. He wants to bully people. He wants to run them over. 
Um, and in my opinion, I think it, it, it sort of turns into, um, you know, relying a little bit too much on, on the running game. You know, it's, it's a, it's, it's a lot of, I mean, for those of us who are Seahawks fans, it's a very, you know, Pete Carroll kind of, kind of philosophy, you know, we are going to run and we're going to run some more and we're going to be physical and we're going to stay, you know, and it's, it's hard to, you know, argue with the results. I mean, the, the, the offense is good and they're scoring points and, you know, it's kind of all that, but, but that being um, said with that mentality, they are 82nd in rush rate. Right. And so they, they're just going to keep hammering on in there. No, I'm saying they don't, they rush. Oh, they don't. They rush the ball a little less than 49% of the time. Okay. So perhaps maybe the Washington game was was a little bit of an aberration, but still, and, yeah. and it might also be might also be, and this this is actually probably what it is. You know, I'm used to watching the Cougs, and so anything that's approaching fifty fifty, I'm like, what the fuck? That's like, <laughs> yeah, right. That's like Neanderthal, you know. Right. So anyway, so there's probably some of that, but but um, I don't know what the numbers say about their early down rush rates, but it, against Washington, there was definitely an uh, establish the run kind of feel to it where they well, were yeah. just kind of hammering it up in there even when you know it wasn't having a lot of success well Oregon is very similar like once again we're playing this team that has on average long um third down yards to go like they because yes they do run the ball early and their their running game is their weaker part of their offense and then they find themselves having to bail out with the pass and that's the same with Colorado it was the same with um, Utah Um, it's kind of strange that WSU keeps like I I, I guess apparently the Pac-12 has a has an identity and it is this identity where it's where where you, you where you value the run to your own you know detriment and then Listen, I thought the same thing. Watch, watch again, watching that Washington Oregon game. I felt the same about Washington. Like Washington was doing the same thing too. They just kept running and run. And I'm like, yeah. Yo, you got Jacob Eason back there, and he's throwing for a billion yards he's and throwing fucking dime like darts. Yeah, like that arm is insane. It is insane. And I'm like, I'm watching it, and I'm just like, why, why, like why is this, <laughs> why. Why is this a thing? Like, why are you why are you insisting on run run pass when? Yeah, Ahmed is not Gaskin, but whatever. No, we can talk about so the Huskies anyway, forever, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk plenty about them later. But but anyway, it's just yes. To to your point, there seem to be multiple offenses now: Utah, uh, Arizona State, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, um, Colorado, where it's like, hey, we are going to run and we're going to be physical and we've, we've got an identity. And it's like, you know, I mean, I guess that's, I guess that's fine. Like, I don't know, but it just, anyway, you got a great quarterback. Why not turn him loose a little bit? But you know, it's these guys who coached in the sec, you know, you got right. Tucker, you got Cristobal who, you know, reinvigorated his career by hanging out with Nick Saban, like, and you got Her, other Herm, Herm had, Edwards, so. which he was a very classic coach, you know, right. a, NFL an NFL coach. coach. And yeah. then and then you have uh, Kyle Whittingham, who's, you know, been doing the same thing forever. Yeah. So, But I think that the, the bigger point that I think is more important is that this kind of philosophy, and I, I think this is kind of maybe the road you were going down, but this kind of philosophy really plays into the hands of the Cougs in the sense that, um, you know, it... it, it introduces maybe some variability to the game that there might not otherwise be, you know, where Oregon's, you know, the more talented team, I don't think anybody is going to argue that. Um, 
you know, if they're going to insist on running and, and maybe we can get them in some third and longs, you know, maybe we get off the field and maybe it won't make a difference, but maybe we get off the field, you know, or maybe, you know, if you make them be methodical down the field, maybe Herbert makes a mistake. I know he's only thrown, you know, one interception, but you know, I mean, when you make, when you make people execute is something I kind of wrote about today, you know, when you force the opposing team to just execute repeatedly, you know, there's a pretty decent chance that that a mistake's going to happen. Right. You know, somewhere along the way, and um, I think Oregon maybe brings you know some of that in. I think when you watched them play Washington, it was like I don't know, man. I don't know if you watched that game, but you know, it sure felt like they should have been able to maybe dominate that game a little a little harder than uh, right. than they did. And oh, I agree. Needing to come back and kind of all that. So, you know, I don't know. I, I still don't trust Cristobal as a coach, and, and I still don't trust their offensive philosophy. I mean, well, yeah, they if, may hang 45 on us, but, you know. I mean, so so does everyone, so whatever. Yeah. Um, besides the Colorado Buffaloes. Um, yeah, but right. uh But, so, yeah, just to your point, so their uh, st- uh, first down success rate is, 50, is uh, 50th. 44% 50th in the country. Their second down success rate when they're probably like, oh shit, we need to throw the ball. Sixth. So they're getting, so basically first down, a uh, success would be making it second and five. And uh, th- uh, second down would be getting to uh, uh, third and uh, three. So, right. so uh, basically they're not, they're not that great or they're, they're a little bit better than average at getting to second and five. But they're one of the best teams in the country at getting the third and three, so they're they're not you know if they're if they're getting to you know second and eight they're very good at converting on second down so but then third down they're fifty nine so it's you know it's, I don't know like but their passing down success rate is fourteenth so Herbert's a good quarterback he's gonna bail them out when he has the chance he's especially good at those i think where he really excels is the flat balls that he can throw in the kind of 10 to 20 yard range guys on the move crossing routes he throws an excellent flat ball like he is laser laser focused on that shit like he can't the the down the field you know go route the the post things like that not great but he throws a great like you know because he yeah, he when he he rolls out to his right or something. We saw it last year when they when they you know came back to make it a game in Pullman. Like when he turns it on, when he's moving, when he's throwing, like when when he's looking, you know, in that medium range. Like he carved he carved WSU's defense up for about a quarter. Oh yeah, and, and that second uh, just, half was butt pucker. Yeah, yeah. So he's like he's good. Like he'll yep. definitely get drafted high and. And then, yeah, and and he has the ability to carve up a suspect WSU secondary, which we hope yeah. is a little bit better with the changes. You know, obviously they played a pretty good offense in Colorado and shut him down. We of course were a little suspect about Colorado's offense, and and maybe the maybe the weather played a factor, but you know, whatever our our offense didn't played, affect us. Yeah, Both ex- teams had to play in it. Yeah, suck it. But like uh, the Apple Cup last year, Washington uh, played in that snow too. But okay, so Oregon. The one thing about Oregon, so I don't. I'm curious how you feel about this. I don't feel like um, you know, outside of maybe like one wide receiver, I don't feel like their weapons are all that special. No, like, yeah. Do, do you feel do you, like this Breland is not was a huge um, weapon for them? He's hurt. So yeah, I, I Breland don't, was I don't definitely. See, 
Breland was definitely the best receiver for them last year um, against the Cougs. Um, not the other guy who left. Uh, shit, can't remember his name. But, but Breland was very good against the Cougs last year. Um, but uh, Dylan Mitchell. Dylan Mitchell, yeah, thank you. Yeah. I knew it was a D. I can't remember. Sorry, I had to look it up. Yeah, thank you. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, Breland was their best against the Cougs last year with his annoying long hair and whatever. Um, I just I, I specifically remember him when they were down twenty seven seventeen, I think, and he caught a first down in like Coug territory and just this really cocky like first down signal, which our guys do all the time too. But when of when course. you're when you're stressed, you're like. Fuck you, man! You're like I hate you. Yeah, I hate that guy. Yeah, but anyway, so um, yeah, they, like yeah, they're they don't. This is not like Demarius Thomas uh, putting uh, whoever the hell that was on skates level of athletes that we're seeing here. Demarius Thomas is not who I'm trying to say. Who am I trying to say? <laughs> um, D'Anthony. D'Anthony. Yeah. So um, yeah, this is not like that level of right. athleticism that no. they have. Um, they're still good athletes, like, but, yep. but, uh, I mean, they, they had a top five recruiting class last year, but that was a lot of defensive focused, which we'll talk about in a second. But, um, but yeah, the, this is not, and the Cougs are obviously better than in those days. I mean, they, they've beaten Oregon four fucking times in a row. <laughs> like yep. it's not, there's not the athletic disparity that there used right. to be. And I don't um, think that'll be. You know, I don't think that's going to be the case. Obviously, this is the worst defense that WSU has had in this for in this uh, stretch of beating them. Um, But uh, you talked about it. You wrote an article about today. Like Oregon is not that explosive as you. Yeah, which is crazy. And and it's a huge key for WSU's defense and has been in this run of a lot of wins. And since Grinch arrived, has been limiting explosives. And which they didn't do under Clay's, but it seems like they were more focused on um, against Colorado. So, how do you uh, does that give you some optimism going in that Oregon is not going to get those chunk plays, and and well, so WSU has a chance to maybe even though they're very good at getting into the red zone and getting into the inside the forty and the op- scoring opportunity range, does it give you some hope that WSU can kind of bend and not break? It does. I mean, they're they're, they're going to break some. Of but, course. Right. But well, we said that against is, Colorado, and they didn't. Yeah, well, that's true. But <laughs> I, again, Oregon's I, a lot better. Uh, and, and Herbert, Herbert, Herbert is about eight levels higher than Montez. So. Yeah, and I, I do – you know, you mentioned the weather. I mean, I think that, that played a role. I mean, I think – Especially with the, explosives and the yes, type of explosives fact, that Colorado would want. The fact that we were fine and they weren't, I think, was more about Gordon being pretty – fucking awesome than maybe the other way around so and herbert is at that level so yes and so okay so i think what i think it is is this i you know there's always a chance that that oregon um all of a sudden becomes explosive (laughs) you know that's happened only got that's happened this year against the cougs multiple times yes so you know a team that hasn't been super explosive all of a sudden becomes explosive and okay, you know, whatever that happens. Um, but I mean, let's, 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 uh, for a moment, you know, for a thought exercise, you know, let's go ahead and think, all right, well, maybe this defense really has kind of figured some things out. Maybe this defense, um, you know, isn't great, but is, you know, okay at making sure that at least they're not giving up, you know, what I called the back breaking plays, right? The ones that just kill, you, you know, the 86 yard, 
touchdown plays, the 35 yard touchdown plays, you know I mean? Those are the ones that just kill you. And so let's assume they've got those under control now. So if that's the case, you know, you're going to force Oregon to march down the field. Um, now the, they are very good at what we would call sort of chunk plays. So not the big explosives, but sort of the in-between. So the 15 plus passes, the 10 plus runs, you know, they are really good. They do have a lot of those about the same as us. The difference is they don't have the long explosives. 20 plus. Right. And so if they are, you know, just limited to those chunks and maybe a little bit less, you get them into what you were talking about, which is the third and longs. They're not a great third down team. Um, they're not a good fourth down team. They're not a good kicking team. And and consequently, because of all that, they're actually not a great red zone touchdown team. Right. So you put all that together and you go, all right, you know, is this the opportunity for an upset? And you can start to see a scenario. Now, granted, it's it's not... <laughs> You know, it's not likely. I'm not sitting here saying it's likely. We still have can, to talk, we still have to talk about Oregon's defense. Yeah, you know, you can, but you can start to envision a scenario where, okay, you make them work hard. They get in some third downs. They don't convert their third downs. Herbert misses a couple throws. Um, you know, they get themselves in, you know, fourth and five from the WSU, you know, thirty yard line, and they won't kick a field goal because their kicker sucks. And they go for it and don't get it, right? So it's like right. like you can start to see these scenarios where maybe, maybe, you know, if a few things turn our way, um, you can maybe hold them down to the 30s and have a chance to win the game. I, you know, I, I really think that, um, you know, Oregon sort of maybe plays with fire on some of this stuff. And, and I think that it's not, uh, it's not crazy to think that it could come back to burn them on a weekend. And so this could be the weekend. Because we do have an offense that can score. With that, I say let's take a break and then we'll talk about that offense against Oregon's defense. Perfect. And we're back. We're back. Buy or download or whatever. Yep. Whatever. Whatever. Babidas yeah. alcoholicas. <laughs> I, I am having an, an alcoholic beverage, so. Oh, me too. I stopped by the beer store on my way home from parent-teacher conferences, so. Uh, many alcohol, much alcohol is needed for Yeah, I was surprised those. I was the only one to stop by the tap room, but that's all right. Or at least uh, the only one that I saw at that point. <laughs> I'm surprised you know. that even uh, people, uh, I, I'm surprised you aren't drinking during the parent-teacher conferences. <laughs> hey, man, I have higher ethics than that. Yeah, whatever. It's because you haven't <laughs> figured out a way to do it. Hey, now. All right. <laughs> All right. So, Oregon's, def- Oregon's defense. Yes. Pretty good. Is very good. It's and pretty good. I have, bad, I have some bad news stats to throw out here. Mm. Bad news. Let's go, Debbie Downer. Stats. Okay. So, what does WSU typically do? Like, what is their offensive hallmark? What they do they do? They throw the ball. They Greg. throw the ball. So, um, Oregon is number seven in passing success rank defense. Mm. Only 29% of the time are those passes deemed successful, um, which is not so good. Um, That's a really low number. Yards per play, 
4.43 per passing play. 4.43 yards per passing play. Also that, a really low number. That's an ing- a very I can't believe that's only 6 in the country. There are 5 teams that allow less than that in the country. <laughs> like 4 yards a pass. Like 4.4 yards a pass. 5 teams allow less than that. Like I didn't I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't even know a team could only allow 4 yards a pass. That's Ugh, man, heartburn. Um, Stanford only went for four yards a pass against uh, against Oregon. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, another uh, so overall uh, passing down success rate fourth, only eighteen percent. Yeah. Uh, very good. So all the things you were talking about that they're not good on offense, they're down. They are very good on defense, um, yep. which is it's a, and so, and the most depre- the most scary one of all, red zone six red zone touchdown rate. Only okay, they only give up a touchdown on twenty five percent of red zone trips. Where that do you think? Very low. Where do you think that ranks, Jeff? Nationally, uh, that's got to be that's got to be close to the top. As number one, yeah, I was gonna say that's got to be really close. I think your your average offense scores touchdowns on fifty percent. I can tell. I can tell Something you the. Like that? I can tell you the average. Let me let That's me just guess. let me just scroll to the right. It is sixty two percent. Oh yeah, so even higher than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So average this year has been sixty two percent, and Oregon has only given up touchdowns on twenty five percent. So they Pretty are good. they they don't bend a ton. But when they do, they absolutely do not break. And so they're even in scoring opportunities inside the 40. They only give up a touchdown just slightly higher, 25.8% of the time. Um, I'm trying to find some. I, I got to tell you, like, it's hard to find. So really, um, they and the funny thing is they have p- faced mostly pass-heavy teams. Um, cause they're on standard downs, uh, rush rate. They're 76th, uh, in facing, uh, rushes on center downs. Uh, so they don't face, they, they don't face rushes that often on standard downs. Uh, they don't face rushes on passing downs, 103rd. So like they, uh, they are trained against the pass and they have done very well against it. Um, th- they, they have given up their, just only slightly above average in explosive rate in for passes. So that's good. That's, you know, they do give up some explosives, and that's probably why you see their scoring opportunity rate, touchdown rate slightly higher than their um, red zone rate. So, yeah, so their defense is good, man. Their defense is They've good. They've only allowed six passing touchdowns all year, and three of those were against Washington. But but here's the thing. So they they uh, so that is good because Washington has a, probably the best quarterback that they've faced all year. Yep. And Washington has the best offense they faced all year. Yep. You know what the next best offense they're going to face? So Washington is ranked seventh in SP plus in offense. WSU is ranked fourth. Yep. Washington, especially you know in the first three quarters was rolling on offense um so there's opportunity so um so let's turn to the positive like we just did they do actually 
they're 88th in our opportunity rate rank. And that's a really, I know that's a kind of a deep stat that you're listening. You're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Craig? That means they're, they, they, they let the opposing offense get inside the 40 about 49% of the time. And that is not good. Like that's, that's not good. They just, they, 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 uh, they don't break. They, they're very good. Once you get inside the 40, um, that's some of the athletes they have on defense, I think are part of that reason. But yeah, so, so that's the thing here. If, if Gordon and co, uh, they're probably going to get inside the 40 because WSU is very good at moving the ball. Yep. This is going to be the key to an upset is converting to touchdowns and, and getting chunk plays from your wide receivers and Max Borgie. When you're at, you know, when you're at the 39 score there, like, like if you're getting a ch- and they did that against Colorado, they got a couple of chunk plays against Colorado. And honestly, that was part of it because Colorado is very good in the red zone and, or better in the red zone and not very good. They're not very good at anything defensively, but they're better in the red zone and, 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 and inside the 40, which you typically see with, I think you'll often see with uh, major conference teams um, just because they have better athletes. So they typically have, you know, defenses that get better when the spaces are limited, but um but uh, but yeah, so so uh, it's the same thing you'll see here, except on a kind of amplified scale. If WSU can get some thirty-five to forty-yard touchdowns, and I know that's kind of a silly thing to say, but WSU does that a lot. Yeah, I mean they had they had uh, one from Brandon Arcanado, they had one from Max Borgie, they had a twenty-plus yard touchdown from. Uh, from Desmond Patman in the last game. And those are the plays that need to happen. If WSU, it those are okay. Those are the plays you're going to see. If WSU has this upset, that's what they're going to do. They're not going right. to like, if, if, if WC, WSU sitting first and goal from the nine, I mean, that's a tough spot. That, that's a tough spot against Oregon's defense. Yep. And Oregon's defense is very good this year. Although I do think they were a bit exposed by Washington. Yeah, they, they've benefited from playing some pretty trash offense. So they were they were number one in SP plus before Washington. I think they're like eighth now. So yeah. they took quite a hit from playing a much more athletic and good offense, which yep. WSU is also. So that um, honestly, their performance against Washington has given me a lot more hope, man. Mm-hmm. A lot more hope for for that. Even though you look at these numbers and they're daunting, like Jesus, four four point four yards a pass, but uh, and and the touch and twenty five percent touchdown rate, whatever. But Washington did it, and uh, and I, I I don't see why Anthony Gordon and his uh, stable of weapons couldn't do the same. Well, I think one of the sort of major factors, um, you know, against Washington was that they did not get nearly as much pressure on the quarterback as they are accustomed to. Um, they only had one sack and Eason wasn't bothered all that much. Um, he made a, I think, the, in fact, if I remember right, the one sack came right at the end of the game. Um, and yep. resulted in a massive loss, a so huge he, loss. Yeah, and so praise um, be, praise be. They, yeah, exactly. They were not generating the kind of pressure that they had been, and and you know, so when you look at their sacks, okay, they had one sack against Auburn, five against Nevada, four against Montana, five against Stanford, four against Cal. 
There okay. you go. So that's, you know, 18 of their sacks against Nevada, Montana, Stanford, and Cal. Okay, and, fine. Well, two sacks against Colorado, one sack against Washington. And WSU does not give up many sacks given the amount of right. times they throw the, the ball. The amount of times we drop back. And then, you know, you look at that Colorado game, of course, okay, so two sacks and they, you know, Colorado only scored three points. Well, I, I think we kind of know that Montez pretty much sucks. Yeah. Like, like I think that we, we saw that in person. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we can, we can sort of explain, we can explain that. Um, By the know, way, just then, random aside, Montez was at 10 touchdowns, two picks before Oregon. He's now at 10 town, 10 touchdowns, eight picks. After yeah. w- after Oregon play, playing Oregon and WSU, so that's, that's a couple of bad games. Yeah, so yeah, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't take. I would take a lot more from Washington's performance yeah. than Colorado's performance. Yeah. So when you look at it, you know, you go, okay, well, what's you know, what's the key for us? You know, like you talked about, maybe hitting some explosives from outside the red zone. Um, I would argue, okay, keeping Gordon clean, right? Absolutely, and, and not. Evergreen, um, evergreen, n- and not getting, not not allowing our offensive line to get inside their own heads. It's going to be loud. Um, yep. Hudson is ear splitting loud. If you've never been there, um, it's 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 incredibly it's des- loud for a place it's, that's it's, only got fifty thousand people. It's designed well. It's like the Seahawks. Right. It's, it's like the Seahawks stadium. It's yeah. It's, it's sitting it's, right in, yeah. in the middle of a hillside. Like it's right. like that sound doesn't go anywhere. So, you know, you've got this, uh, you know, it's going to be super loud. You know, you got to not have false starts, not hold, not panic. Um, keep Gordon clean. If you do, I think. Liam that, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, there's places. <laughs> yes, I'm not naming names. Um, well, I didn't. What? Be, I just said two <laughs> random first names in uh-huh. succession. Yeah. Irish names or English names or whatever they are. Um Anyway, you know, it, that, that's the key. I mean, I think that's the key. And, um, yes, their, you know, their yards per attempt is very low. And, and I don't doubt that it's, that it's very good. But it's um, – I also look at a 9.6 that Washington put up, you know. Yep. Go, eh, you know, I don't know that we – you know, I, I mean, I don't think Washington's receivers are all that explosive. You know, I mean, they've got – they're, I'm not going to say they're pedestrian, but they're not as physically they're pretty gifted. Good. As, they're pretty good, but they're not as physically gifted as they've been. They're not. Um, they're they're Hunter not. Bryant they're is very, they're very, not. Very good. They're not better than WSU's receivers. Yeah, As, on the whole, I mean, Hunter Bryant's. The, if we were to put the two sets of receivers together, I mean, Hunter Bryant's the best receiver out of, of those all of them, two yeah, groups of, course, of, all, yeah. of all those receivers. But if you look at the groups. You know, I don't think their group is better than our group. Who's going to guard Brandon fucking Arcanado? Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, yes, their defense is very good. Probably the biggest challenge we've had. Um, you know, some people might think that doesn't bode well, given what happened against Utah. But I don't know. You know Utah's – U- so Utah, as it's been playing better teams, its defense has looked better and better. Yep, yep. And Oregon just played the best team that it's faced all year offensively, right. and, and its worst performance, and has worst performance, and its other yep. worst performances against Auburn. So, yep. um, yeah, yeah, like I, we so we probably think, had probably the at the end of, probably at the end of the year we're looking at the Utah defense yeah. as the better defense. I got the most important question for you though: How many touches is Max Borgie going to get? Mm. <laughs> 
So he got 20. How many times is he going to run the ball, Craig? Well, he only ran the ball 12 times against Colorado. I and know. he had nine catches, and still people were demanding more swing passes. I'm like, <laughs> more. We want had, more swing passes. He had the most targets on the team, other than Brandon Arcanado. Him and Tar- Arcanado both had nine targets. I know. How, how like, he touched the ball 21 times. He's got to catch all of them and run all of them. Well, Borgie does. He catches all his targets because they're dump passes. No, no, I like, mean, all of the targets need oh, to go to him, as do si- all of the handoffs. 55 touches for Borgie. We only need Max Borgie. I, if he's not, if he's not hauled off on a no i'm not saying that but uh but anyway honestly though are we going to be able to run the ball enough to make them no you know at least respect the run oh no we won't wsu's it's just not gonna happen no i mean i I just mean like how like is there rush i know but here's the thing i think that borgie in himself is good enough, and I think it was the same with James Williams last year and Borgie. Like, I think they have garnered enough respect that defenses pay an, enough attention to the run as a possibility that they feel like they have to implement um, tactics, strategies, whatever. And we've seen that with Arizona State. We've seen that with everyone they've faced um, to kind of uh, to prevent – um, run boxes that are favorable um, in in particularly in obvious running situations um, we you know we talked about that with Colorado and we you know they don't want Borgie to run the ball and and even though he only runs the ball 12 to 15 times a game no one wants him to run the ball because we've seen what he can do um, so I think Oregon will pay attention to it um, you'll see you'll see some six seven man boxes because they don't want Borgie t- to run the ball um so yeah i think we're at the point where Borgie has garnered enough respect um that it doesn't even matter if he only gets the ball 10 times a game um the defense is thinking about him because he's awesome so yeah yep prediction time i don't want to <laughs> oh come on all right you go first you always go first all right all right um, okay, so what I'm about to predict is what I think is probably the most likely scenario yeah, versus yeah. what I think could happen. Okay, so I've already laid out what could happen, right? Like, okay, if the upset comes... Cougs by 50. Right. What if up, the upset, Jack Thompson? <laughs> if the upset comes, you know, it likely comes with, you know, the defense getting some timely stops, maybe... Yes a crazy turnover where it's like, you know, Herbert's only thrown one interception. Maybe he throws his second interception. That Russell Um, Wilson pick six. Yeah. I mean, maybe somebody fumbles, you know, whatever. And some of that fumble luck starts to come our direction. Finally, something like that, you know? And so that's probably what's going to be required is one or two of those, you know, maybe a fourth down, they don't convert, you know, I mean that kind of stuff. Right. Missed field goal, you know, whatever. And then the offense, of course, uh, you know, doesn't trade um, touchdowns for field goals, get some explosives, et cetera. Okay. That said, most likely scenario, I think, you know, Oregon puts up chunk play after chunk play after chunk play. Uh, They score something on the order of six touchdowns. 
we end up, you know, settling. We we move the ball plenty, but end up settling for a bunch of field goals, mm-hmm. and it becomes something like forty-two to thirty, Oregon. All right, um, what I'm thinking, most our, likely, most probable scenario. Our predictions are always boring because they're also always very similar. Um, <laughs> That's because we always look, it's because we look at the same data for this stuff. You only thought the Cougs went by a touchdown last week, and I thought they would win by ten. So that is true. Suck it, Jeff. I was That's right. closer to that thirty-one closer point margin. Um, like the pin, like as in I'm in the bunker, but a fairway bunker. That's basically like I'm in the bunker, you're on the green, you're 40 yards or 40 feet away from the pin, but and, and it's green. like it's like a horrendous, like like it's just like a, a huge left to right, like and it's just there's no way you can hit that putt. Um, right. That's how far I was still off, but um, but uh, and I hope I'm that off in favor of the Cougs again this week because I'm. You did all the analysis. I'm just going to say, yeah. uh, um, I'm going to go, yeah, a couple field goals in there. 38-27 Oregon. Yeah. My my thing with Oregon is I'm not sure they're going to kick any field goals. So that's why I went with the 42 instead of the, you know, instead of the 38. Ah, Fair enough. Because I feel like it's it's sort of touchdown or bust with them for the most part, and you know they'll probably get some. So, but if we can somehow if we can keep in the thirties, we've got a shot. Well, honestly, like uh, like pre Colorado game, like it's it's kind of changed your outlook on what the team can accomplish. Yeah, and uh, and even pre Arizona State, I would say Arizona State kind of changed your outlook. We were. I mean, if you think Arizona State's defense is pretty good, then. You know, and you think Colorado, you know, you know, going for you know forty points or whatever in a in a rainstorm. I mean, at this point, we've got seven games, and six of those the offense has been tremendous, right? right? You know, and the one was Utah first road game. Gordon wasn't great. You know, the the receivers were not great. You know, okay, well, you know, I I I, I kind of like our chances to. Um, to do some damage. I'm excited to watch it at 9.30 p.m. Ooh. Here in Ooh. Cancun. Or no, I'm sorry, in Playa del Carmen, in yeah. Quintana, Quintana Roo uh, State, um, Estado. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, um, thanks. Shout out to Cal Sherwood for your Dish Anywhere password. Yeah. Um, by the way, Jeff, your not all heroes wear capes. Your 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 YouTube TV password did not work last night. What? I had to. I had to. Yeah, it was it was localized. I could not access the oh. Sounders here in Maple. Uh So uh, I had to use Kyle's Dish Anywhere password, which worked beautifully. So I know I will be able to watch the Kooks. Um, we have big plans: snorkeling and shit tomorrow, Saturday. Only plans to sit around the beach, sit around the pool, and drink alcohol. So I will be nice and ready to go. Um, yeah, it's going to be Man, fun. I can't imagine waiting until nine thirty for that to start. Yeah, not so, just that it's like later; it's going to be late or whatever. But just like waiting that long during the day, like that's so long to wait for the Cougs. I think I'll be. I, I have stuff to do. You, you have know? stuff to do. I'm on vacation. Yeah. I'm gonna be um, uh, remodeling a bathroom, so yeah. So uh, the day will fly. You'll be for having you. more fun than me. Uh, yes, 
Yes. Although I do love laying tile, baby. Mm. No, I don't. Yeah. I've never laid tile. That's we're a complete gonna get some lie. Fake shit and put it down. Oh, do that. It's yeah, just fine. That's what we're doing. All right. So, um, yeah, subscribe, like, yeah. uh, rate. Five stars. Five stars or else. Yep. Um, or else we'll, uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll send Baxter after you. Yeah. And he's, very, you, he's vicious. He is very vicious. Haven't you seen that on her bite? All right. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. I should have looked up how to say Gokooks in Spanish. Oh, you have failed. Uh, t- I'm sure someone will tell us. Hey, what about Vamanos? Vamanos Cougs. Let's go Cougs. Vamanos. But that's that's like yeah, that that works right. I don't know. Vamanos Cougs. Vamanos Cougs. Yeah. I don't know. Why don't you why don't you go down to the bar and and yell that on Saturday and Vamanos Cougs and then see what see what kind of looks you get from from the uh from the staff. I uh I partied pretty hard after the Sanders match last night, so So they know you. Uh they do. As I've, <laughs> I've told you, my drink order is silent at this point. That's right. So. You don't even need to speak anymore. <laughs> so hello, hello, the two of you that are still listening, That's and right. vamanos, Cougs. That's right. Go Cougs. <laughs>